0: They're friendly neighborhood kinksters. Oh, shit. that's what we are. But you also are friendly neighborhood kinksters. We're all friendly neighborhood <laughs> kinksters. Happening? And today we're going to be talking about a very special topic. We went into our discord and we asked everybody, what do you want us to talk about? What topics do you, our discord users, want us to cover? And we got some great suggestions. The top ones were garden gnomes cats. That was it. That No, yeah. Garden gnomes <laughs> and cats were the most requested and, and, topics.
1: And also you expanding upon your moon idea.
0: Yeah, my queer colony on the moon. So as we're sitting here loving our Discord users for asking us these very serious topics, <laughs> um, I wondered what do they all have in common? And the thing that they all have in common is that they're all super duper wholesome, adorable, and not at all serious. So today... Or
1: really that kinky either yeah
0: we're gonna be talking about wholesome kinksters why the community seeks wholesome activities and conversations together
1: hello and welcome to the case for kinky podcast this podcast discusses adult topics so if you are offended by adult topics or are under the age of 18 please stop listening now also, while Miss Jen is a therapist, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are not to be taken as personal therapy for you. She is not your therapist. And if she is your therapist, just remember that what she
0: says only technically counts in your private sessions. Hi, Eden. Hi, Miss Jen. How are you on this fine, sparkling, windy, and sunny day? Did you hear
1: that? Uh, California is officially out of its drought.
0: Yeah. Did you hear that there was a tornado in Montecito? Montecito. Wait, where was it? I don't know. I think it was
1: in Montebello.
0: Oh, well, I thought the Monte part, right?
1: Anyway. There was a tornado. Weird weather. Weird weather.
0: That's fine with me. Uh, (laughs) This is not actually a forecast, though. This is a geek podcast. So... As you heard in the opening, our Discord users used their opportunity to suggest topics by asking for things that are completely not kink related at all. Um, Garden gnomes, cats, uh, and uh, I'm assuming they also want to know like our top favorite like cartoons or whatever, you know. The reason I assume that is because these questions are one, adorable, and two, not kinky. Um, And that kind of got us thinking like. You know, one of the best parts about the Discord server in general is, like, yes, there are places for kink, but a lot of what the Discord server that we have does is create this sense of wholesome, happy community. I would say the most active chats are, like, sharing food that we make and eat, sharing pictures of cats, and just sort of talking or about our lives. don't
1: forget about – I'm going to shout out Kelvin – the corgi we
0: also have pups and other and other animals yeah and there is actually a following for fiddlesticks my garden gnome um one of many that we own in our house and people are for the most part genuinely curious about the life of fiddlesticks and the other garden gnomes that live in our home environment two people
1: two people are interested
0: well that's not those two people make a lot of noise so it feels like it's a whole crowd um but this kind of brings up this really interesting thing that I want to talk about which is that kinksters really want crave and seek wholesome community opportunities um I mean our discord is so wholesome it's ridiculous um legitimately our NSFW channels are the least visited channels it doesn't mean that we don't have cool sexy kinky stuff happening in those places but it's not the focus um there's a movement right now that FetLife really doesn't want people to talk about because a bunch of kinksters are getting together. I believe the current number is something like 34,000 interested. Um, are we allowed
1: to talk about this? Or is FetLife going to take our podcast down? What are they
0: fucking going to... How are they going to take our podcast? They don't own the podcast. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sure we can talk about it. Um, I don't, fuck them. I'm not going to be, like, scared by the shadow <laughs> banners on FetLife. But FetLife really doesn't want people to know that there is a community of kinksters trying to make a new site um, that is safer and less focused on, like... Well, Creepers. I mean, we don't.
1: I don't know anything about it, so I, I don't want to claim safer or
0: better. We don't know or know if it's going to be faster safer or stronger. We, know, <laughs> we do know that the point behind it is that there people want different spaces that potentially have what they're hoping for is a safer and more controlled environment, um where. You know, things like sexism, racism, homophobia, and just general creepiness aren't as tolerated as they are on FetLife. Whether or not it's successful has yet to be seen. We are neither advocating for the site or advocating against it. We're just talking about the fact kinksters are trying to make new spaces for themselves. You also see this in like this abundance of discord communities that are now available that kind of started during quarantine. Mm -hmm. People want to be able to communicate in places that are moderated as well as possible um, but that also have opportunities to talk about things that aren't kinky, kinky with other kinksters. And that's kind of the key. I want to do things with other kinky people that go beyond kink.
1: Yeah. And that's why I think Munches as well is a good example of an in-person you know, gathering of kinksters uh-huh. that can talk about anything and everything from movies to whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think the key to to it is being able to talk about life with other people that they don't have to filter themselves around. Like that's a big part of it. And also to recognize that just because we're kinksters doesn't mean we're not like whole people who have other (laughs) parts of our life, hobbies, interests, challenges, you know, whatever it might be. We, you know, we're not just our kinks or whatever.
0: Yeah. Um, What's interesting to me is that When you're going through vanilla life, it's not really acceptable, generally speaking, to talk about sex, um, unless it's like a very specific types of sex and in certain conditions. It's not really acceptable to talk about kinks. So when we come into the kink community, a lot of us think to ourselves like this is a highly sexual, highly kinkified community. And it's not untrue. But what I have found being a member of the kink community and actually like operating in the space constantly is that a lot of kinksters are actively seeking opportunities to spend time with each other doing completely vanilla things. Because, yeah, as you said, like, we're whole people. And for many of us, being kinky or the things we want to pursue. This isn't just a sexual fetish or something that we want to do. Some of the time, it's not like a switch you turn on and off. It's a part of your psyche. It's a part of things that drive you. And it's nice to share experiences with others who love you for who you are and see you for who you are. Um, so you know, an example is like going to the movies. Like we have a picture on our wall from like years ago, where we actually got to go to a fucking movie theater with like ten people who are our kinky friends, and it was super fun. Like we get Korean barbecue with our kinky friends. We fucking like get ice cream with our kinky friends. We have parties at our house with our kinky friends that are not kink parties. Um, there is a need and a want to be wholesome together you know, there's actually an Instagram profile. I think it's called like wholesome kink or let me look it up because I want to actually like I like their account. I'm going to I'm going to promote it. The account is called kinky underscore wholesome underscore. And it gets like almost 5000 likes a picture and it has 125 K followers like that is ridiculous because there is so much desire to be able to sort of normalize our lifestyle for us because for us it is normal. Like, yes, technically it's kinky as well. And we enjoy that. But like, I can't tell you the number of times I've walked into a friend's house and they have their toys on display proudly because one, they don't have children and two, like it's not something to be ashamed of. We're not like doing things that are like dirty or underhanded or wrong. We're proud of our craft. We're proud of the way we interact with each other. And this is a lifestyle. It is a way to live. Right? So I kind of want to apply this to the community at large and look at events that seem to be doing well and spaces that seem to be doing better than others and talk about why They seem to be. Some of my favorite events to go to um, are aware that there's a community environment that is wanted. Um, There is an attempt to make it easy to approach, to make it easy to talk. There are opportunities at events to hang out in a kitchen or to hang out in a space. Um, I I feel like events that look at the community as needing to socialize and wanting to socialize and, and that help to facilitate things like that those events are often more successful. Um, however, events that are more hostile or that are, are less user-friendly, quote-unquote, tend to not do as well. Because people, you know, they, they they sometimes want to be able to have something to do that's, familiar i love when people combine something vanilla with something kinky because like it lets karaoke you know, yeah like kinky karaoke <laughs> like it gives people something to do but they also are able to engage in kink and i feel like those those intersections are sometimes the best events
1: yeah i think it really is about wanting community and i know we have a friend who hates You know, whenever somebody says, oh, the kink community is like, it's not a community. Let him him Um, hate it. Let him have
0: his own opinion. His opinion is valid. I disagree with it, but it's
1: totally valid. Well, and and, yeah, and and we love that friend Um, in case he's listening. Um, I mean, we love him regardless. Anyway, the point is, I think that the fact that people look for these things, that they look to connect with people and make real friends through parties, munches, kinky discords, etc. I think to me, that's proof that people do want a community. Um, You know, we started the HPR project as a way to create a more specific community within the larger community, right? Um, To create a sense of community among people who, you know, are really interested in or enjoy practicing high protocol. Um, But I think that you know that's that's a big part of it for a lot of people. I mean, I know we still have, you know, vanilla friends and stuff, but I know a lot of people who don't or have, you know, very few um where their whole social life which includes things that are not kinky are with other kinksters and and what's nice about it is that oftentimes for many or most people if they're with vanilla friends or family they censor that part of themselves. They censor the kink, right? Um, what's nice is that if you're doing fun vanilla stuff with kinksters is you don't have to do that. You can literally talk about all the sides of yourself, um, without having to, to filter. And I think that's a a big draw for people.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, I also find that like things that are deliberately designed to support community and to support like mental and emotional health in the kink scene. These are the things that really are appreciated that do well. So like I've never had a hard time getting people to come to my support group. My support group is free. I'm not making any money, but it's a space where people can be themselves. And it's so incredibly wholesome. It's ridiculous. Like we have a stuffy parade at the end usually, or like a show your kitty parade, like that is not code. I mean, literally show, like, your for babies, or, and stuff. Yeah, pets. Um, so I think it does make sense when we go into our Discord server that we find all of the opportunities we've given for people to ask for serious topics have been used to ask for things about the cats or for things about our garden gnomes, um, which, yes, of course, our garden gnomes sometimes lead kinky lives. I am certain there's an intersection there. Um, <laughs> we don't have any... There are gnomes that
1: are dressed in, like, leather stuff and things. And I we will accept them as gifts. Yeah, I was going to say I wouldn't mind getting those um, as gifts.
0: If you want to get as gifts, get as kinky garden gnomes. <laughs> um, but the other thing I wanted to address with this topic, um, which is a pretty generic topic in terms of, like, we're talking about the fact that there's a desire for wholesomeness and kink, right? Um, I think there's something that's happening in the scene right now that is making it even harder for people to want to engage in certain environments or making it hard for people to feel safe. And so they especially are asking for wholesomeness, right? The community right now feels especially bitter and especially fractious. I don't know if you've been on Life lately. I don't know if you see what's going on in the LA community, but there are just a lot of people who are being called out pretty much rightfully so. Um, And there's just a lot of feeling that, places aren't safe or that it's not okay to talk even. Like a lot of people are scared to share their opinions. Period. Even if their opinions are potentially popular ones, because there is this sort of, you know, dog eat dog vibe out there, even in Discord communities. Um, I know one of the reasons I love our Discord so much is because everybody just really genuinely so treats far, each other like a friend. Yeah, so far it's just a happy place. <laughs> yeah. And we've been really careful to protect that. You know, I'm glad our community is kind of tiny and like, it's starting to grow, but that's something that we want to maintain is just this feeling of like, this is a safe place to be yourself. We give each other the benefit of the doubt. We try to grow together. We try to be good people. And if there's somebody in there who is taking advantage of that, they won't be there anymore, you know? Um, but it is unpleasant um, to have to scroll through Life. I get depressed. As an event coordinator, I get depressed going through life because there are so many unhappy people. There are so many people who are causing so much damage. And there's also just so much confusion and so much poor behavior. So I think my theory is that a lot of kinksters get fatigued. They just get fatigued with being barraged by, one, pornographic imagery, two, creepy messages, three, community drama, um, and four, feeling... Like, it's not really safe to be in certain public spaces. And so this desire for wholesomeness, I think it comes from this need for community. We really need each other. We need to know there are people who are good and kind, who have our backs. We just want to have nice things. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We just want to have nice things. And so that's kind of where I think some of these requests also come from and why people are really wanting more wholesome stuff. So without further ado we are going to talk a little bit about all the things that were requested, which listed are the garden gnomes, (laughs) our cats, um, and we're also going to talk about the queer colony on the moon because it's been requested, and I think that that is fair to deliver to the Discord what they asked for. And hopefully, upon hearing how this podcast goes, they will think to themselves, ah, I need to give more silly options because they, they love this so much, or ooh, I should never should have asked maybe, them to talk about garden gnomes. Maybe we
1: should give some more serious maybe requests. We should give more serious requests.
0: <laughs> um, let's get started. We'll talk about the cats. So, we have two cats. Uh, their names are Echo and Fable. They are two and a half years old. Mm, yeah, almost three. Three in August. Oh my God, they're so old. Um, actually, each of us has a cat on their lap right now. It's Jen true. has Echo, I have Fable. And this is a pretty normal occurrence. Um, it's a fantasy when you adopt cats that you will bond with them. But ours specifically chose one each to bond with. So like Fable heavily bonded with me. Echo heavily bonded with Miss Jen. Fable is very affectionate to Miss Jen as well, but I am clearly his favorite. Don't lie about it. He drools only on me. Lucky you. I know. Well, that's how I know. He's got extra saucy with me. Um, And then Echo, Echo's favorite person in the whole world is Miss Jen. He will sometimes cuddle with me, but like if Miss Jen is there, Echo's going to be on her. Um, they're Siberian forest cats. Yeah. So we
1: got, uh, we got, they're technically a hypoallergenic breed, which I know there's no such thing as actual hypoallergenic cats, but the reason they're considered that is because they produce a lower level of the protein that most people are allergic to. So we did that because my son is allergic to pretty much all animals, um and we really wanted to have furry babies, um, and so I did a lot of research and chose this breed. Normally we are the go and rescue babies type of people. And um, we did literally
0: rescue a baby right before we um, got the boys.
1: Yeah, uh, off the side Nina. of the freeway. Yeah, she
0: lives with a friend. She's a wonderful kitty.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: And we also rescued a very old Chihuahua. Yeah, my baby Peanut. Handing Peanut over. I, I had to research a safe facility to drop her off at that would not put her down because she was very old. When I found the facility I walked in and was sobbing handing her over, people thought I was abandoning my actual dog. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I just love all animals and this old baby I love the most and I would keep her if I could, but we had this kid who's allergic. I had to hand peanut over, but I was like, You're gonna take care of her, right? And, like, yeah, we have special food because she doesn't have teeth. Oh, hey. Okay. You know, and then I walk out <laughs> sobbing. Yeah.
1: Oh, and then, Gina, my baby. And then Dil, who became Zena, you found on the side of the freeway. And I met you over there. And we, Dill had to go through some surgeries. And, um, really
0: expensive. I don't regret a single moment. That was no. a really magical moment because, like, you know how you always believe that if you see an animal on the side of the road, you're going to stop. It's really challenging in the moment in, when you're in your life, driving around. It's hard to pull over and stop for anything. And to catch the animal. <laughs> yeah. And in this case, I saw this kitten literally cross the road using a crosswalk. And I knew. I'm like, there's no way that cat belongs to somebody it was near a freeway. And I was like, there's no way that this cat um, is okay. There's no parental cat around. So I went and followed the cat, couldn't find the cat. I was really sad about it. I was looking for, like, 20 minutes in the underbrush off a freeway. And just as I was about to give up, I heard crying. And I found her in the bushes. And she was scared. But I I was like, I am bigger than this cat. And the worst thing that she's going to do is scratch me. I'm going to get her. And as soon as I had her in my hands, she settled down. But she was really badly hurt.
1: Yeah. Um, Eden called
0: me hysterical. Because (laughs) it was, like, the saddest thing ever to, like, finally – have been able to do a good deed like that, but also to know that you are the only thing between a little one being dead and them being okay is scary. And it's also scary like to know no one else would have stopped. Like but this is a wholesome episode. Yes. Dill was healed and we found out. Do no you want to say why
1: we named her Dill?
0: Uh, because she's kind of a big dill. No. It's because of the song you sang. Delilah. Yeah, I, I sang hey there, Delilah, to her
1: while she waited for me to arrive
0: yeah and i also used it to kind of like try to calm her down and so dill lila um but she ended up going to an amazing home with some kinky friends of ours who adopted her and she's beloved yeah she is beloved um so that's a happy story that i was had a happy ending
1: um but the boys but anyway yeah so the boys we wanted to actually have cats that we could you know keep um (laughs)
0: And And, (laughs) sure enough, the boy child can put his face in there for what he does on every day.
1: Yeah, it took him a couple of weeks to acclimate in terms of the allergies. And then once he did, he's had no issues. So that's that's been a really good thing. And yeah, I think they've been really, really good. They are they are registered emotional support animals. They are really good for for our mental health. Um,
0: Honestly, they can tell when something is wrong. Um, and they just, they also, they, they fable has a weird sense. If you're about to get up, (laughs) he will come over and demand pets in that moment. (laughs) Um, he knows we're talking about him right now and he's like rolling around and like stretching his paws and like being really cute, but they're really amazing animals. Um, Siberian forest cats are really unique as cats for a couple of reasons. The biggest one is that their personalities tend to be more laid back and they're compared often to like the most dog like cat. Which is a little rude. Um, (laughs) I've had dogs and these cats are nothing like dogs, but they are very social.
1: Yeah, they're very social and they love to be anywhere we are. So like if we are behind closed doors, like in the bedroom or something, talking, whatever, they are either meowing right outside or when we open the door, they are sitting right there waiting for us to come out.
0: Yeah, so Echo has like a very musical, melodious voice and you're like, like that's an echo sound. But Fable... For the first year of his life, we were not sure Fable could vocalize because he would look at you and squint his little eyes and go and open his mouth, oh. and he, he'd be like, <laughs> and he wouldn't make any sound. Like he, he would make he silent crying, meows, he would silently meow. And then about around year two, he started to make sound, and now you can hear his little voice. But his voice sounds hoarse in comparison to Echo's. So he like, <laughs> meow, meow, meow. and like, meow. he does one of those like the sad sound. Fable's well, that's sad. especially
1: if he's in the car. Or in the he doesn't morning, like the car. Fable will do like this Echo sad, loves the, car. the
0: sad round meow sound when he's upset in the morning and wants us to come out or when he's in the car. Um, but generally speaking, these guys are just like so sweet, so like personality laden. They're just very funny cats. And they are a huge reason why we're able to do what we do for the community. Um, without these cats, I don't know how our life would be. Um, they are... Our boys, our precious ones. And even during this podcast, they just came right up and both wanted cuddles. And it's just so adorable. There's something so wholesome and so healthy about no matter what you're doing in your adult life, having a animal who depends on you, who loves you, come up out of the blue and remind you that it's important to sit down and cuddle and just take pleasure in like being close to somebody who loves you. And Echo
1: echo is our miracle baby. Um, because he has gone through a couple of near-death experiences. I don't want to go too into detail, but he's been through a lot, and he has are, survived yeah. a lot of things that normally would
0: not be survivable. Um, he's our little and brown-bellied our, angel, yeah, our pot-bellied boy. <laughs> he's our little potato. I think Fable's also a miracle baby because Fable has survived having a squishy face. He breathes <laughs> he heavily breathes, and yeah. snorts. Um, he's fine. Like, he's not a Persian, <laughs> but like it just looks a little bit like Fable might've run into a wall. And like, so his his nose is he a little bit He breathes important. really heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting details about Siberian cats. Um, they have rounded ear tips, not pointed, but their fur grows as if it is pointed over their ears. So one way to tell if a cat is a sib which is the nickname for Siberians is if they have the rounded ears underneath their pointed fur. Um, sibs also have something called a mane or a beard, which is like a really, really fluffy around their neck, almost like a boa that they wear. And um, it's pretty adorable with their manes. They do shed. So they have winter and summer coats when they have summer coats, they don't look quite as majestic. And when they have their winter coat, their main, it's a triple coat. Mm hmm. Um, and the other thing about Sibs that's very interesting is that the way they're built is hilarious. Their back legs are longer than their front, and they're always slightly hunched because they're jumping. Like they, they, they they're,
1: developed. They're a, they're a larger breed, and yes, they are built for jumping. Uh, well, they're built for snow first of all. <laughs> they're also that which hence the coats. But they're also they are built for jumping yeah. to high levels. What this and looks so. like
0: when they're walking is that they have this like little like sexy little saunter. And when they run around, they gallop.
1: Um, yeah, Echo it's like a horse.
0: <laughs> it's funny because you can see his like back little leg like bumping his butt up. So like they don't run like normal <laughs> cats. Um, so they're pretty interesting little dudes. But um, our lives wouldn't be the same without them. And you asked to hear. So now, you know, a little bit more about. Oh, Fable and
1: they have and their own Instagram account. So if you want to follow
0: them on Instagram, yeah, it's you Fable and Holesome, Echo. If you want wholesome, it's Fable underscore and underscore Echo, right? Yeah, I think so. Um. Miss Jen is ridiculously, and I would say disproportionately proud, of her um, her labels she puts on each picture, like her little like, descriptions. Sometimes
1: I don't put descriptions. Sometimes I am just posting a bunch of pictures that I have hoarded on my phone.
0: Yes, but if you want to see the cats more, you can follow them there. Hey, guess what? You're listening to KS for Kinky, And this is only possible... Because we have been rated and reviewed in a positive way. And so, you know, we exist. If you want other people to find us, which please want that, too, because we really <laughs> want that, we would really appreciate it if you would give us a positive reading and a positive review wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. It makes a huge difference. It's one of the best ways to help us out. We appreciate you and now without further dudes. You say that so much. I do say it because it's my thing. It's my catchphrase. Your catchphrase <laughs> is, look at me, I'm Miss Jen. And mine is, it is, phrase. every time she walks into your room. Okay, we need me, to get back, back to the episode. The next topic that we were asked to cover is the garden gnomes. And I want to give a little bit of background on these gnomes for a second. So if you listen to the little episode uh, called A Little Conversation, I think it's two episodes back um, you know that I love things that are magical and that I see magic everywhere. And, uh, some friends do know about me that I also like to paint things. Um, that does not mean that I'm a painter. I, if you give me a a blank canvas, I'll come up with something, but it might not be good. However, I have, um, a fine eye for detail painting on small miniatures. Um, I think if I played D&D, I'd be so happy because I would be able to paint all of those things really well. But I tend to prefer painting things like garden ornaments, um, Christmas houses, and things like that. Hi, baby. Yes, I love you. You are Fabu is okay. Fabu is okay. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Fabu has like a million names. Echo has like five, but Fabu is like the cat of many names. F- Fable's ni- biggest nickname is Fabu. He responds to both, and I don't know if he knows which one is his real name. Anyways, um echoes groaning right now. <laughs> yeah, cuz it's cute. So, the reason I talk about painting things is because what I'll often do is I adopt garden gnomes from the 99 cent store or I'll go to um I'll go to a Goodwill and I'll find ceramics or things like that that are damaged, badly painted, etc., and I'll buy them and I'll refurbish them and I'll turn them into things. When I was younger, I would make Christmas houses into Harry Potter um houses. I no longer engage in that activity anymore. Um, but, uh, one of the things that I love is painting garden gnomes because I like to turn them into gnomes of color and also to give them unusual coloring as well. So like recently I've been doing a lot of like differently colored beards, but I had a friend suggest that I start painting their skin modeled green so that they actually match their environment, which makes a lot of sense by the way. Like if you were really a gnome, you probably from an evolutionary standpoint would look like your environment. So the reason that gnomes came up in the Discord and gnomes are part of the KSR Kinky fandom, basically at this point, is because one of my most favorite finds of all time was a garden gnome named Fiddlesticks. I named him Fiddlesticks. He was not named Fiddlesticks at the garden center. Um, I found him. He was on... display the last of his kind and he was on discount because he's broken his top of his hat is broken and his back heel is broken I saw this pot-bellied beardless gnome he's got buck teeth a pointed nose and beady black eyes I saw this little critter and I was like that is what a gnome would really look like that right there is a true member of the fae folk I love him I want him I cradled him like a baby in my arms and I believe Miss Jen was present when I said can I have him I think I begged you for him. And because he was discounted for like yeah. five bucks, you let me have him. So Fiddlesticks came home that day. This was back in the first year of our if relationship. If only I'd known. If only you had known what would become a Fiddlesticks. I patched him up with tape for the time being and put flowers in his, in his, his hat that had been cut off. And he lived in our house for years Um, when we finally moved here to the home we live in. Now, there was an outside space, so I put him outside in the garden, but I couldn't see him as much anymore. And I got kind of depressed. So I was kind of feeling like I couldn't have my fiddle sticks as much. I went back to the same garden center and a female version of him was there also on discount. She had also not been broken, but like. Her paint had chipped. She was old. No one wanted her. No one wanted her. She had the same beardless, creepy face with the buck teeth and the beady eyes. And I was like, she's perfect. I love her. And I brought her home. So at this point, we now have the, the set of gnomes. I have tried so hard to reverse image search them to figure out where these gnomes came from. I want to buy more from the set. I think that they look really unusual. Um, but Fiddlesticks had gotten sun damaged by this point. And so I brought him inside and repainted him recently. And now he's more beautiful than ever. And I'm also upgrading the paint job on the female uh, companion of his. Um, their names are Fiddlesticks and Knob. And they live inside the house now. Um, the kids hate them. <laughs> Miss Jen hates Fiddlesticks as well. Fiddlesticks has chaotic energy. What you say, Miss Mischievous. Mischievous energy. He lives by the coffee grounds now. He watches the coffee machine. But I have a bunch of other gnomes too. So I have right now about five to seven unpainted gnomes that I, I want to refurbish and put around. Um, we're doing a garden party soon and I'm actually making special... A gardening party. I call it a garden party, but it's a gardening <laughs> party. But I'm giving all of our helpers special little gnomes as gifts and things like that. I like gnomes that are creative or funny or weird. Um, And I really don't like the way that they're all like just white bearded men like little Santas. I feel like gnomes can be so much better. Um, I'm really interested in garden gnomes that look like maybe Brian Froud drew them. And if you don't know who that is, he's a creator of like Labyrinth from like you know, the 80s and stuff with David Bowie. Um, A lot of the critters in there to me look a lot more like fey folk than these little bearded Santas. So I try to make the world a better place by repainting them and popping them around the house. And right now, our home is chock full of gnomes. Um, we've been asked to do a special on where they live and on their lives. So that would might probably be a video because it's video. more interesting to see them. Yeah, we might do a video of that. So keep your ears and eyes open for Gnomeville. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
1: to have to come up with a better name.
0: <laughs> Gnomopolis. All right. Gnome home. Ooh. Oh gnome home! I feel neutral about your gnome painting. <laughs> Do you love gnomes?
1: Uh, they're not like my thing. I think they're fun and whimsical, um, especially to find them hidden around like outside. Um, I like our cat that's eating several gnomes. Sadist. like a destroyer of gnomes. That's a cat.
0: Would you dress as a garden gnome with me? Throwing? No, no. Mm, You wouldn't. You'd be a cute garden gnome. No. You look so cute. No. My bearded lady. (laughs) We have one last topic.
1: We do. You created a kinky colony on the moon and there's a moon version of Sanctuary, which is a very multi-level, multi-floor building, apparently, where there's different levels of um, gravity on each floor. And apparently there's use of shabari and rope to hold people down so they don't float away. Floating subs, Um, floating bottoms. And we talked about, like, muscle atrophy.
0: And how to, like, have training rooms (laughs) with heavier gravity.
1: Yeah. And that's all I remember. I
0: think that the queer colony in the moon, first of all, the whole point is that... Queer kinky colony. How great would it be to have a queer kinky colony on the moon? Like, how hardcore would you want to be there, right? There'd obviously be like a queer little cafe in there. I think we're definitely looking at a situation with like tube slides. I think we need tube slides for sure. Um, I think. We but need would to, you go down or up? Uh, it depends on the <laughs> gravity situation. What's going yeah. on? You know. Um, I really like the idea of like a, a spa with like floating water droplets in the air, like really like like bubbles, but they're actually water droplets oh my god it's so heavenly it's not kinky i just want it and i'm allowed to have whatever i want on the queer k- kinky colony on the moon um i like the idea that we have to send communication down to earth and we can just be like oh we're in a utopia oh it's really nice oh we're we have plenty of food oh we're fine like we love being queer and kinky on the moon and we could put like a rainbow flag up there and also a kinky flag it'd be really fucking great content warning hooks um what Give, well, no, on. I'm just—I'm
1: imagining. Wait, 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 hold on. What? Um, she means like skin
0: hooks. Yeah, so, I'm, like
1: be ready. Yeah, I'm just imagining. It's not even something I do, but I'm just imagining people that like to do hooks and pulls. That we just attach them, but we d- wouldn't have to do any pulls. They just float up into the sky like balloons. We'd have human balloons <laughs> attached by. You are way
0: too happy about it. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh my god. By the way, Ms. <laughs> Jen's like always takes this tact. I just want to be real. What else would we say? <sighs> um, I like the idea of... Well, obviously, zero-gravity sex would be weird. How would you get any momentum? You're just sort of in the air, flailing around. Well, it doesn't actually, it help maybe that neither of us this. has ever
1: experienced zero-gravity, so... I don't know.
0: I feel like you'd be really... Actually, you might be happy in zero-gravity sex because your body wouldn't hurt as much. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, because old. Yeah, I got it. Thanks. Did you get it? Yes. Are you sure? Let's move on. Oh, you don't want to talk about zero-gravity sex
1: anymore? No, it's more fun to think about human balloons.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, blood play becomes an issue on the moon if you're not in the right environment because the blood would float around... That would be bad. Oh, so would other things. I actually we need to really make sure. <laughs> okay, well. Certain designated spaces are for certain designated things only. There you go. Um, I also <laughs> like the idea of a littles area. I just keep keep thinking of, like, floating stuff. Well, it would just be all the things we have here on the moon. But, like, each of the queer colony layers would have, like, different rooms or different levels. But, like, it would be very immersive. It would be, like, a fantasy version. Also, if you become a predator on the moon, you just get ejected into space. <laughs> We just, we just are going to like group Is that vote. from the last, from, we're pulling oh, forward thinking, information no from free the free... last uh, episode. There are no creepers <laughs> on the moon. If you're creepy, we'll just vote you out. Maybe if you're lucky, we'll put you into like a survivor pod and you have to go back into Earth and you need to get picked up by another spaceship. We also would need a spaceship on the moon because I want to be able to travel the moon.
1: You want to go to the dark side of the moon?
0: <laughs> I don't even know why you're laughing at yourself. That wasn't funny. That wasn't good. You... Okay, never
1: mind. You're too young.
0: Oh, is that a reference? There is a Dark Side of the Moon. It's a straight. song. <laughs> oh. A song. I never mind. Like, an just never mind. Or something.
1: Oh, my God.
0: It's really important to have this balance of, like, wholesome activity and friendship with kink, I feel. Because it's what keeps us sane. And it's what allows this lifestyle to be sustainable. Um, so I just really want to thank everybody who's part of our Discord community and just part of our ks for kinky community in general. Because I think one of the appeals of our channel is is that we do bring in some capacity a little bit of wholesomeness to these conversations because, yeah, I mean, a huge part of what seems to interest people is stuff about us that's not kinky at all. Um, And that makes me happy because I'm not just a kinkster. I'm also a full person.
1: Well, and I think that's why people enjoy seeing our dynamic just because it's a relationship. And even though the the power exchange dynamic is there all the time it doesn't mean we are like what you think that would look like all the time um because we have all these other things in our life and we do live together and so we are silly and we make jokes and have conversations about other things and that's real life and I think that's what we miss out on too when we see all the you know media representation it doesn't often show real life of kingsters and we're real people that have lots of different things in their life and i think we represent that you know i think there's a lot of even like you know youtubes or or podcasts or movies whatever you know there's more to it than that but they don't show any of that they just focus on the king stuff and they try to highlight Sex and you know S and M and and that kind of thing. So I think that's one of the draws. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah, <laughs> for us.
0: I hope. I sure hope so because this whole episode was all about parts about us that are wholesome. So we hope you enjoy, or at least just not kinky. <laughs> yeah, we hope you enjoyed some of this wholesome content. And just like Jake Wesley Rogers says, he's the guy who wrote Pluto, which is my current favorite song right now. We just want to be loved like at the end of the day, (laughs) kinksters and people all over the world really come together and are seeking the things that we seek for the most part because we want community, because we want to form loving relationships, because we want to have human connection. And I feel like that is the most wholesome thing about kink of all is that most of us who want to be here, who are actually contributing to the community and making friendships are here for those reasons. And yes, kink is fucking fantastic. And we love that that overlaps and we love pursuing kink, but it wouldn't be the same without our friends. It wouldn't be the same without being able to hang out and go eat in vanilla places or like talk about our cats or just talk about the other parts of our lives. Um, so thank you for sharing a little slice of our life today with us we appreciate you we love you our discordians and we love all of our kinklings everywhere wherever you're listening thank you for being part of the case for kinky um fam yeah the fam and we look forward to providing you with some more excellent content sometimes which will have wholesomeness and sometimes which will have holes in it oh god that was awful was it awful (laughs) Oh, is it worse than some of the other stuff I've said? Because I've said some really <sighs> weird. I don't know. I said some weird stuff. Sometimes.
1: Let's uh, let's. I think it's time to wrap this up. Wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it. <laughs> oh,
0: why don't you thank our people?
1: Thank you, pudding. Um, you always get a shout out because you're awesome, and we want to thank our team, Lena, Tussled, and Sid. You are all awesome. You do so much for us, and we really, really appreciate you.
0: I'm also going to just say one word about each of them, Lena vampire queen that's one word it's I, there's no it's a hyphen <laughs> Sid tech master and tussled writer extraordinaire
1: extraordinaire so it's like, yeah. so kind of two words <laughs> two words for each person okay like alright so we love you all thank you so much and be well our precious kinklings bye
0: But to the kickings. <laughs> this song okay. is for you. <laughs> Stop. <laughs>